Praise the Lord. Come on, lift up the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. I ran out. He lifted me up. He brought me out. I didn't even recognize where I was, but he brought me out. Hallelujah. Amen. Many times we don't even think about our past life what we were, amen. We didn't know we was so bad until the Lord brought us out. Amen, amen, amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I just fit in. Amen, amen. I just fit in at the time. Praise God, praise God. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Um, I know there's a multitude of things to pray about. Uh, let's just pray for one another. If you look around, see someone not present, lift their name before the Lord. Uh, Brother West, Sister Michelle, they're in training uh, this today, this service, and Wednesday night. Keep them in your prayers. We've got them in a in a training place, uh, a training seminar. So uh, remember them in your prayer. Um, thank you all that worked uh, this week to make the church look so nice. 
we had our executive board meeting for the Assemblies of the Lord Jesus Christ, and uh, we hosted here, and uh, we had our uh, directors come in from all over the state and had a great meeting. It was very productive, very great, and uh, all the comments about how nice everything looked. Matter of fact, Brother Ethan Hethcox walked in. He went, whoa, you know, how high, you know I can't do it like him. But he got all hyper. He said, what? Something's changed. I said, thank you. I got new glasses. No. <laughs> Amen. But uh, just thank you so much, those that uh, were. Sister Tracy sure made Brother Wes. Amen. Sister Michelle made them look good yesterday. Uh, we was complaining about the women going to breakfast on Saturday, but the men was probably going to have donuts. And uh, she showed up and come in and fixed uh, sausage, sausage links, gravy and biscuits and scrambled eggs. Man, I thought we wasn't going to get the guys to go back to, uh, back to our meeting. So thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, how many have something on your heart today? Uh, we, I know we do have. Uh, let's just go before the Lord in prayer. Let's ask God to have his way. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity we have, God, to come together. Thank you, Lord God, that you are there, Lord. When we call, Lord, when we reach out, Jesus, regardless of who that's standing before you here today, God, you know the priority, you know the need, Lord Jesus. God, I know you know those that are in dire strait, God. You know those, God, that are on the edge. God, you know how the enemy's trying to even use things, God, on those, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus right now, rebuke, rebuke the spirit, Lord God, of unbelief. God, rebuke doubt from us, Jesus. Help us, God, to realize, God, that you do hear us when we ask you, Lord God, when we call upon you, Lord. Lord, I believe, God, today, Lord, someone's reaching out to you, Lord God, asking God, asking, Lord God, faithfully, Lord Jesus, for you to minister, Lord. Thank you, God, for what you do, Lord. Thank you for the health and strength that we do have. Thank you for the desire, Lord God, that's in our hearts today, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, that we can come together, Lord God, and bring our faith together, God, to ask you for your will. Lord, we ask you for your favor. In the precious, precious, holy name of Jesus, amen, amen, amen. We'll never fail to give you the praise and the honor and the glory to you, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Would you give the Lord a good hand of praise today? Praise God. Look at your neighbor and say, I've got good news, and I've got bad news. Thank you. You can be seated. I'm going to give you the good news first. Amore got the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Amen. Now, it might take her a day or two to act like it, but she, it's, she, she's pretty excited over there inside. I guarantee you. I promise you. But uh, that is good news. Bad news. Ladies. Where's my music? Music. 
It's Ma and Paul Kettle month. I told Brother James, I said, if it'll make Grandpa Purdue dance, it'll be good. All right, tone it down just a little bit. Let me see. Oh, my word. Hallelujah. Now, here's how this is done. The law firm of Purdue and Purdue put this together, and uh, everyone that's on the registry, amen, church registry was uh, entered into. Names were drawn. And uh, there's a there's a first choice and a back a backup choice just in case uh, someone's not here that week. Uh, all envelopes are already signed, sealed, delivered for the whole month. So today to kick off the Mall and Paul contest, our captains are. Where's the Paul Kittle? Mall Kittle. Which one? Paul's here. Mall Kittle's over here. Our Mall captain for this week is Sister Diamond. Oh, oh, you think that's something. Our Paul captain for the week is Brother Charlie Brown. Brother James and Sister Jackie was the back. Yeah. So here we go. All right, I need, uh, I need you to count them all. Verify them all. Here, come here. Meyer Shopper. Verify the Pauls for me. All right. Enjoy the music for just a, just a second here. Now, how this works, if you're new, if you're new, the change for the captains that are chosen each week, the, who has the most change, that's a point. Then we call you up, ladies. You put uh, uh, dollar bills in the, in the women's side, and you put... I get confused. I'm sorry. I'm old. All right, ladies, you, you put your change in, and then the men put their change in, and then men, we put dollar bills, crossover, put dollar bills, $20 bills in the ladies because bills cancels out change. All right? Just so you know, this is how it works. Every Sunday for the month of September is our Mall and Paul Sunday. So that's why you see the Mall and Paul kettles. Amen. Oh, Lord, look at there. Man, Charlie, you got so much. You should have wrapped that stuff. There's so much change there. It would have took a teller a day to wrap. Oh, I think we're, uh-oh. Let me see before I say too much. Now, wait a minute. If it takes two guys. Oh, you got some wrapped. Don't welcome me. It's Sister Rex Ann. You gave him what? Wrap money? Are they learning to rap or something? What do you mean, what, what do you mean rap money? Singing like rap? Oh, wrapped up money. Okay. Well, it's going to take a minute, so maybe I'll, I'll do some of the preliminaries. Uh, this is Mission Sunday, so look, listen to me. We should not get a dime. Let me say this the right way. We should not get a dime in missions this week. It should be all bills. Amen. Yes, yes, it should. And so, I'll tell you what, where's our, who's our missions person? Who? James, come here. Let that play for a minute. Come here. Let's lift up our missions offering while we're waiting for them to count this. 
We'll do the offering. Oh, oh, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Nope. X and A on the offering A. Yeah. I forgot. We're doing a slide. Now, let this be a lesson to the rest of us. Wrap it up, will you? All right, Brother James is going to address us. I think our video is not working. Yeah, I hope everybody's enjoying Ma and Pa. I see over here there's like a thousand little coins, so it's going to take him a few little bit. But I told Brother Ty the video that we made, I posted onto the, the family page for on Facebook. And for some reason, the devil decided not to let it work on our social media up here. So we're not going to be able to show it. But if you go to our Facebook page, you can see the video. Uh, we did a meeting with... Uh, uh, brother Alex Fallon, who is an AAC pastor out in Cleveland, Tennessee, and they asked him what he used his AAC offering money for, which is what we're taking up today. And he said that some people have been able to use it for their their live stream equipment last year when we had the COVID thing happen and everybody couldn't have services. He said them specifically last year they had their building was not allowing them to be in there anymore, and they're just like a small church of like 20 people. So they told them they had to be out of that building and find someplace else to worship. So he had to raise $30,000 renovate some other building, and because of AAC offering, he was able to get 27000 of it. So they were able to get moved in last year. It is awesome. Last year we talked to Brother Grimmett, and he said he told me he was just needing more chairs. And I remember telling Brother Ty, if I want chairs from, for a home event, I come to the church and steal them. I don't know how many other people do that. But could you imagine being here at the church and you don't have folding chairs for your own events? That's what they use their offering for. So any amount you want to give is great. They, even $5, a dollar. Now, any, any men, make sure you put your change over here. But if you got any dollars, it's anything will go because just a little bit can build up that 27000 that that made a huge difference to their ministry. So that's what we're taking up today. I'll pass back over brother, uh, to or Bishop Purdue and then just see me with the money here. All right. Take, care. Take your missions offering. Let's ask the Lord to bless it. Jesus, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you, Lord God, for missions. Thank you, those God, for those that have a desire, God, those that are willing to go to the call, Lord, to receive that call, Lord. We ask that you bless our offering today, Lord God. Bind it together, God, that it can accomplish your purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let you get up and move around. Bring it up here. Bring that missions offering, our offering, our tithing. We'll get here in just a moment. Uh, we're about to get some numbers. get a number over here. Are we wrapping it? 
Start counting and putting it in the plate. Start counting and putting it in there. Count it, count it. Be up here whining, carrying on. This ain't the time to whine and carry on. This is the time to count. It goes again. We're getting there. have a winner for the men brother Charlie $37.66 for the ladies $66.28 well brother if he's a hanger Nate we'd almost all right, men, you know what that means. We've got to cross over, and we've got to block out some chains. So, all right, ladies, you're on the mall side. Men, you're on the Paul side. We'll take your chains, your offering. All right, bring it up. Bring it on up. You know, in amazing things like this, women use things like this to start training up their children in the way they should go. Is this the springboard for it? Is that what you're trying to do? Bringing them girls up here to... All right, Brother Joe, get some help. We'll get this carted off. Amen. 
I still believe we're going to win, guys. I don't care. One little setback. We, 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 we're pretty resolved. We bounce back. Yeah, you did a good, you, that you're fine. You, hey, Sister Shelley, you need to sit down. We got to do, we got to do things decently in order. You're out of order. We're training him right. We're, it's our job to train up the fellas, so you, he did a good job. He should. You're trying to help him right. That's a good job. That's all right. It's good. It's good. It's all right. We, we, we ain't mad at you. Stand with me. We might need to pray again. Jesus, help us, Lord. Amen, amen. How many is thankful today? Would you, would you reach in and grab your tithes and your offerings? Just bring those forward. We're just going to ask God just to bless. Then we're going to move into our, worship, our time of worship. And uh, we're just going to ask God just to bless the remainder of this service. I, I really feel like the Lord wants to speak to our hearts. Amen. I, I believe the Lord's given me something here this morning. And uh, I just want you go ahead, bring your tithes and offerings up if you have. If you haven't already spent all your money, uh, hopefully you didn't hold out on God. But uh, amen. Thank you. We have pulled the trigger on the two projects, two of the projects. Uh, the doors have been ordered. It's $8,500, doors, glass, with all that out front. Uh, $4,000, $4,023 is uh, for the seal coating and getting all the uh, parking lot seal coated and restriped. Uh, the estimate $4,023. And the person, the people that did our uh, blacktop are the ones coming back to do the ceiling. So I'm so thankful for that. They did a great job. So, so thankful for that. Let's lift our hands all over this place. It, 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 anywhere, sis, anywhere. Let's lift our hands all over this place. How many is truly thankful? Let, let, let me just, do you feel blessed today? Come on, we should feel blessed today. At the least, we should be thankful. Come on, let's take a few moments. Let's be thankful before we enter into worship. Lord, thank you. Thank you that we can have fun. Thank you that we can enjoy one another's presence. Thank you, Lord God, God, that we can fundraise, that we can do things, God, to, Lord, build the kingdom, Lord, to raise up, Lord Jesus. I pray, God, help us, Lord God, as we move forward today, Lord Jesus. God, as we give you our praise and our worship. Hallelujah. Come on, let's worship the Lord.
Hallelujah. Well, if you got the victory, you don't need me to cheer you on. Come on. Amen. If I've got victory, I don't, I don't have to worry about what somebody else thinks. I know. I know what the Lord's done. I know what the Lord's doing. I know what the Lord's trying. Come on, His best to get us to do. I promise you, it's more than worship. Amen. That's the easy part. It should be easy to worship the Lord. It shouldn't be a struggle. It shouldn't be a strain. It shouldn't be a pride thing. It should be easy, amen, to worship the God that we believe can do anything. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, he can do anything. Amen. Thank you. You can be seated. Uh, there is some announcements I probably need to make here. Yes. Bonfire this coming Saturday at the Bailey's, 6 o'clock. Amen. Youth meet at the church at 515. Is that correct, 515? Youth bonfire for young people. Amen. Next Sunday. Look at your neighbor and say next Sunday. Next Sunday is Sister Mimi Day. Grandparents Day. Yeah, she's the only grandparent in our family because she gets all the accolades. Everybody, Mimi, Mimi, I just, I just provide stuff and stock the refrigerator and things like that. But they, uh, yeah, I know. Feel, I don't think that was feeling sorry for me, but amen. Prayer still continues at 11 o'clock on Tuesdays. We had, I think, eight here this Tuesday. Uh, white elephant coming up soon. We have got uh, a whole pile of stuff. We've got some stuff in there. I'm telling you, uh, we'll be announcing that. I didn't want to do it today because of uh, kicking off Ma and Paul. But, man, we've got some awesome stuff here for our white elephant auction. Now, oh, anything like we had this week? Ooh, might, might have to show up for that one. I'm glad you wasn't here yesterday, Joe. 930. All right. That's everybody? Every grandparent. Amen. 930. That'd be good uh, on Sunday. So that'll give us enough time to take care of that. Uh, White Elephant Sale is the 25th of, it's always the last Saturday of September. So uh, just wanted to make sure we get those announcements out there. Grab your Bible. We're going to get into the Word of the Lord. I, uh... It's just been a busy week this week for me, uh, amen, and I know uh, the Lord is just, just blessed, and uh, I tell you what, uh, for those that really like our church camp, if you like it now, you're going to love it. Uh, we're going to be making some changes uh, that are for the better, that are great. Psalms chapter 56 Psalms chapter 56, we're going to read verses 1 through 13. Psalms chapter 56, verse number 1. Be merciful unto me, O God, for man would swallow me up. He fighting daily, he fighting daily oppresseth me. How many knows the devil does every day? My enemies would daily swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me, O thou most high. 
What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. Verse 4, in God I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear for what flesh can do unto me. Every day they rest my words. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They gather themselves together. They hide themselves. They mark my steps when they wait for my soul. Verse number 7. Boy, David's really going after it. Shall they escape by iniquity in thy anger? Cast down the people, O God. Thou tellest my wanderings. Put thou my tears into the bottle. Are they not in thy book? When I cry unto thee, then shall my enemies turn back. This I know, for God is for me. In God will I praise his word. In the Lord will I praise his word. God hath I put my trust. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. Thy vows are upon me, O God. I will render praises unto thee. Verse 13, for thou hast delivered my soul from death. Wilt not thou deliver my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the living in the light of the living. Amen. Verse number 11, if you'll look at that, is where I want to draw the thought the Lord has laid upon my heart today. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid of what man can do unto me. Look at your neighbor and say, In the time of trouble. In the time of trouble. Thank you. You can be seated. Brother Ty did a great job in our Sunday school class today to, amen, remind us of some things that we really kind of need to take heed to, and one of those things is to protect and to uh, believe and trust God and not just go through the motions and learn how to be religious. One thing I do know, the Bible teaches me that God is against a religious spirit. He's not into the religious spirit stuff. Amen. He's not into just, you know, serving him on Facebook, social media. Amen. He's into serving him in the church. He told the devil, and he let the devil know, uh, and he told his disciples, uh, I will have me a church. Uh, I said it Wednesday. I'm going to say it again. It's not something to legislate. Uh, it is judicial. It's already been settled. Uh, it's not something that we make up or talk about or add to. God has already settled. I will have me a church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Amen. But today I want to talk about in the time of trouble. Now regardless of who we are, I don't care who you are. I don't care how bad we are. I don't care how tough we are. I don't care how much money's in your bank. I don't care, amen, what your status is, how, you know, what your education background is. Trouble of some kind will come if it has it your way. That should have had a strong amen there. Now, some trouble, and I want to talk about trouble for just a minute. Some trouble that we go through is of our own making. 
yourself on a chair. I do it all the time. Sometimes I make my own trouble. It's of our own making. Sometimes we do it by making unwise choices. And yes, there are troubles that come from Satan. Somebody shout the devil. To attack, his purpose is to attack and to discourage us. I mean, I already know that. But truthfully, most of our troubles come from enemies, people, spirits that are poised against us. We can call some of our own demise, but there are things that will attack us for one reason, and I say this one reason only. When you try to live righteously, when we try to live right, when we call on Jesus, when we pay tithes, when we pray, when we reach out to people, amen, and we witness to people, and we do our best because of righteousness, amen, trying to do the right thing, amen, guess what? There's going to be trouble. Not maybe, not possibly, there's going to be trouble. Look at me. I'm not one of these salesmen, but I guarantee you. Now, just let me put up a couple of Job's quotes quickly to kind of let us know his observations about some of these things. Job chapter 5, verse 7, he said, Yet a man is born unto trouble as the sparks fly upward. Now, the reason why he says that is because of Reshef. Reshef was a god of, of the plagues and of flames. And so he, that's why he uses that word. And so when you look at that, he's referring to a man is born unto trouble as the sparks fly upward. Amen. Guess what? There's going to be plagues. There's going to be problems. There's going to be troubles because we're born into it. Look at your neighbor and say, it's a flesh thing. It's a human thing. He also says in Job 14 and 1, man is born of a woman. Well, that's pretty deep. Is of a few days <laughs> and full of trouble. Men, can we get an amen? Grandparents, can we get an amen? Mom and dad, can we get a big Amen. We know by experience because we've probably already uh, suffered some of those growing up ourselves because we're born. Amen. I believe this is a true statement. I believe what I'm about to say is true, and I think all of us can connect to it. When we experience certain troubles, we are tempted to think, I'm the only one. Nobody knows you know, we get stuck in that old song. Nobody knows my sorrow. Nobody knows what I'm going through. That's why sometimes we isolate ourselves when we're tempted to think that we're the only one having trouble. Because sometimes some people put on a good act. It may look like everything's all right. And I say that to those that are part time Christians. 
We may act like everything's all right, but it's not. In the eyes of God, he sees and he knows, amen, where our heart is. If we don't have a love for the word of God, I mean the word of God. I'm not talking about the things of God. I'm talking about a love for the word of God. When we can't come and hear the word and be ministered to, there's something wrong in our spirit. Some kind of trouble has got us thinking that we're by ourselves and we're okay. But I want to tell you something. Nobody's exempt. Not a one of us is exempt. <laughs> In fact, I said a minute ago, enemies and people, whether we like it or not, whether we know it or not, we have enemies. I got people who don't like me. And you know what? Some of them don't even know why they don't like me. Other than just than the way I deliver the message. I've been told as a pastor, as a preacher, my way or the highway. No, it's the book way. When we don't want to live by the word of God and someone wants to tell you what it takes, uh, amen, you can't point your finger to the messenger, uh, amen. It is the one that gave the message. It is the word of God that tells us, uh, amen, it's not my enemies that's against me, amen. It's the spirit that's in this world. In fact, we have enemies. Jesus said it, Luke 6, 26. He said it. He said, woe unto you, when all men shall speak what? Well, let me just tell the devil, that's awesome. Because I don't have too many speaking well of me. That's great. Come on, when you don't have somebody talking real good about you. I, I'm glad to know Alexis didn't cut out a, 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 a reasonable fact. This is a real guy. She does have a boyfriend. He's real. I told her here all by. I said, we ain't seen him yet. I'm not sure he's real. I'm glad to have him, though. We are protective of her. And you already met her daddy. So you know. When everybody starts talking well about you, you better step back. Because usually, I've learned by experience, when people start overloading me, Brother Purdue, I love you. Brother Purdue, and start making me know how much they love me, I start getting nervous. And they're about to leave. They're about to pull out. John 15 and 18, look what he says. If the world hate you, you know that it hated me. Before it hated you. Listen, look, therein is that righteous living. What did Jesus do that caused people to hate him? Nothing. He healed people. He delivered people. But what he did do, he spoke the H word. He talked about hypocrites. He talked about those that just talked about it. Amen. The religious people that should have been living it. Amen. He come against that kind of thing. And he rose and he spoke out against it. He did great miracles. He healed people. Done great things. How can we say anything about that? But he said, I was hated before you were, so don't get an attitude when you feel a little bit hated. 
Because when it comes down to it, and I, I want some people to get this, because some people are living in that middle of the road kind of thing. Well, that's good when it comes to modesty. But there's no neutrality in, in serving God when it comes no in-between in the conflict of life and the sight of righteous. You have to live righteous. You have to try to do the right thing and live the right way and serve the Lord. There's no in-between. There is none. Anyone that sells you that bill of goods lying to you by the word of the Lord. So David was very good at noticing this, and he didn't even have the Holy Ghost like we are supposed to have. I believe he did, but not like it's been given to us openly. Now, let me make sure you know this. It's only natural for us human beings to be afraid. I promise you, in a dark alley with a pocket full of money, and somebody steps out with a knife or a gun, just a knife or a ball bat. It don't have to be, you know, it don't have to be an AK-47 to scare me. Just a knife. Human nature would either tell me to give the money and run or be a tough guy and just run, try to outrun them. It's only human nature that we respond in a way to some dangers. Look at your neighbor and say, that is wisdom. Because I want somebody to feel this today. Because I do believe the Lord woke me up early this morning, 4 o'clock this morning, wide awake. Finally come downstairs at 6.30. But the Lord just kind of kept, don't feel defeated when you experience some fear. What? Lord, what are, you, what are you trying to say to me? Because fear is a feeling of anxiety and agitation in danger. In its presence, what happens? We have to decide on how to handle or what to do. Sometimes some things will come our way to see or to get our response. It may not even be from God. It may be from the enemy. Oh, somebody get this today. The devil might be trying you himself. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. We quote this all the time. God has not given us the spirit of fear. It's not a God thing in the sense to where how we react. Watch. Because he's given us our natural sense. He's created us. We have natural sense. That's why I say it's humanistic. Watch me. Now listen very carefully. It's humanistic to have a fearful reaction to some things. Human nature. It is not, it is not spiritualistic to react humanistic in spiritual things. I hope that sets in. God has not, because it's not a God thing. God has not given us the spirit. In other words, there's a spirit. When the spirit, a spirit gets a hold of you, what does it do? It resides. It hangs around. It lingers. It dwells. And when you're constantly in fear and in torment, that is not God. 
We've got to learn to overcome that fear and to beat that anxiety. It may be a part of my flesh and my human nature, but I've got to spiritually overcome it because it's not God. Because it affects our love. It affects our mental capacity. Like Brother Ty was talking about, it's our mind. I'm wore out mentally, not physically. I'm exhausted mentally. And I asked God the other day, I said, Lord, why? Is it, you know, did I get the COVID shot? I got some kind, you know, some kind of conspiracy thing? Because that's what people say, oh, my God, you, you're probably having a problem because you got the shot. No, that's just the devil lying. I, I don't care what goes in my body. I've got power to believe God can take care of me. I don't care what something else we're supposed to be living that way every day anyway. In case you get bit by a snake, shake it off. Because trust me, I've been bit by a few snakes, two-legged. A sound mind. Look, stop, look, what is the devil good at doing today? Playing with that head. It is just a, playing with that mind. I think things about Zach that I didn't think last month. Why, why, why don't Zach like me? Why is Zach talking about me behind my back? He's not. I'm just, he's a front row guy. That's what happens when you're on the front row. Why is Sister Kirsten mad at me? Because I have laid hands on her and prophesied, the man's coming. Was that good? I'm just talking about issues because our mind starts working on us. And it doesn't matter whether it's one carnal thing or another. It don't make no difference. Uh, when the devil gets in there, uh, amen, guess what he does? Uh, he'll try to tear you down, discourage you, and make you think all kind of things that's just not true. Why? Because he's the father of all lies. Because when it comes down to it, isn't fear the enemy of faith? Godly fear, reverence, reverence to the word of God, reverence to the things of God. God has, listen, oh, I feel this. God has spoken to some of you, spoken into your life. Amen. God has spoken into, amen, into your life. And you've got to put that word on the devil. When the devil comes at you, you've got to say, get behind me. God said it. I believe it. I may not see how right now it's going to unfold, but I know God said it. Hallelujah. Rebuke it in Jesus' name. Get behind me. Quit talking about it so much. Quit sending it out there. We keep saying the power of life and death in the tongue. Well, then be quiet. Because you're killing yourself. Are we not? When you hear the garbage, rebuke it then. Stomping on the devil ain't going to get us much. And it's a great song. Don't get me wrong. Amen. But putting the word on the devil is what he needs. He needs you to give him the complete word, not just a partial word, not just a one-liner, not just something, amen, some cliche you picked up online. Some of these guys are good about these one-liners. 
You can tell they never pastored people. One-liners and all oh, people pick up and it's a great thing. What a great thing. Jesus. Because look at it. God has not given us the spirit of fear. Fear is not to reside in a Holy Ghost dwelt temple. It keeps us paralyzed. It's tormenting. Because fear is the enemy of faith. Faith conquers fear. I'm going to say this under the unction of the Holy Ghost. You can believe it or not. Stop asking for miracles. If you're going to allow fear to control you. Because fear is trumping your faith. I feel the Holy Ghost. I don't know what you feel, but I'm telling you, amen, if we're going to see miracles happen, we've got to cause our faith to conquer the fears because every one of us got different fears. It's not just the same spirit. There's all kinds of stuff, and I'm not just talking about the COVID or the pandemic. I'm talking about all kinds of fears, the fears of failure, amen, the fears of, fears of insecurity. Amen, if I've ever seen in the apostolic Pentecostal ranks people that are so insecure, amen, I've never seen it so much in my life. We've got something, uh, amen, that the devil knows we've got. And if he can keep it out of your faith, out of your mind, uh, knowing that you're able to do things with it. Hallelujah. Listen, I'm not mad. I'm not, I'm not up here. And, amen, I don't know if Brother Ty met me or not, but I'm not talking to you because I'm mad or mean. We've got to hear what the Spirit is trying to say to us. I don't care about everything else. The church matters to God. And we're the church. We're His believers. If you've confessed with your tongue that you're a believer, then your actions should be able to prove it. It's not something that the preacher has to say or you have to get mad about. It's, it's just common sense. If I'm a believer, I'm going to be a follower. Because we follow what we believe. I could say some things right now. We're online, but man, it, it messed people up. I've never sent money to some of these groups that are anti-word not a dollar not a penny not openly support anything like that some of your tax dollars some of your money might go to some of those things there's not much we can do about that but we've got to choose you say the church wants your money I'm telling you something the devil wants your money and the devil's getting your money I'll leave that alone. Not in my notes. Trust in God is what David said. Trust in God. Not when things are good. Not when I'm climbing high. Trust in God in times of trouble. 
Because David knew. Why? Because he'd been in trouble a lot. And he had a lot of experience, amen, to trust God with. In fact, let me give you a couple things here real quick. I bet you didn't know this. Trust invokes faith and belief. Let you do that. Trust invokes faith and belief in the New Testament. Trust, watch this, 134 times in the whole Bible. That kind of surprised me. I thought, man, it should be more. Trust, 134 times in the whole Bible. 117 times in the Old Testament. And only 27 times in the New. By the way, there's 27 books in the New Testament. Anyway. While faith, get this, is 247 times in the Bible. And only two in the Old Testament. Faith. Why? Because faith is the New Testament experience. You trusted in the Word of God. You trusted in the leadership of God in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, our faith is not in that or in the religious or in the pomp and circumstance. Our faith is in Jesus Christ. Our faith is in what He says and what He does. Our faith is in the Lord Jesus. Put up Psalms 56 and verse 13. Go ahead and come to the music. Because it was difficult, or I should say it was not difficult, for David to trust God to deliver him. Simply because, let me speak to our elders Simply because the Lord had done so before, before, and before, and before. David had to rely on God many times. David failed God in some of those occasions by his choices. But he knew one thing, and it was said in our class, God don't change. If God did it then... Did he not say, hey, I don't have this equipment proved to go out before the giant. But one thing I know, he took care of me with a bear. He took care of me with a lion. <laughs> he took care of me with the things of just a, about the little sheeps. Is there not a cause? Is there not a real purpose for somebody to stand up against this giant? See, David knew. He knew that God was the same. He knew that Malachi, amen, said that in Malachi 3, 6, let us know, I am the Lord and I change not. David knew that. He knew that about God. So let me say this. If you're experiencing trouble, fight it with faith. Fight it with faith. I know that sounds so easy. Fight it with faith. Stand up to your trouble and look it in the eye with faith. I don't know how. I may not know when, but I know my God did it before, and He'll come on. He'll do it again. I know my God is able. In fact, I know my God is more than able. Oh, come on. We ought to be on our feet telling God, God, I'm trusting you right now. I'm trusting you for the troubles. I'm trusting you for the things I'm experiencing. Because I know. Stand with me.
You won't stand, you can stand to close. How's that? <laughs> Fight with faith. And yeah, you know what? Look at me. Some of you might be experiencing M-A-N-Y. Anybody good at spelling? Many. You might be experiencing many troubles. It may be every, every way you turn. You've heard me say it. There's times, there's, a, you know, those seasons, every time the phone rings, you get so, you get so much bad, you find at some point you say, I ain't answering it. <laughs> yeah, it might be many. In fact, the pinning of this 56 Psalms, you know what David was talking about, what he'd encountered? Saul, King Saul was chasing him, not to talk about him, to kill him. You understand? Number one, Saul knew David was anointed and blessed of God. The big picture, David knew he was anointed and blessed of God. That's why he said, listen, and if you'll read the 56th chapter carefully, the first few verses, <laughs> he stays in a pattern and tells us, I have to trust God has. And then he shifts and talks about vengeance that God will take because he's one of his. God will take care of me is what he's saying. I trust in God. I trust in the Lord. Come on, close your eyes all over this place. It can be preached. It can be preached. It can be said. It can be conveyed over and over and over and over. And it has been. David knew God's faithfulness to deliver. Come on, God wants you to trust Him to deliver. It's not my prayer that'll do it. It's not a word of my vocabulary that can do it. It's my heart, God, that I believe you If it's your will, God, I trust you. Because quite honestly, there's some things that's not the will of God to happen that we ask for. And we rely on, well, he'll give me my heart's desire, not when it's against his will. Come on. That's the truth. God, your will. Don't fail to trust God for whatever time of trouble you're facing as you stand here today. Come on, I, I want you just to say a prayer, your own way, your own prayer. You know, I'll trust God. I will trust God. Mean it. Let the enemy know. Come on, I will praise 
I will not fear. These are the things that David said. I will, I will, I will. In God have I put my trust. Come on, lay your hand on your heart. There's some things I can't fix. God, I recognize it. I can't fix it. There's some things, God, I recognize and realize it's not for me to do. Lord, but I put my faith and trust in you. Because I have past experiences and because I have a love for your word. And this word has been given to, I take it today, it's been given to me. Come on, church, lift your voice to the Lord today. Lift your voice. There, there's some things, there's some things that we can't do. I want to encourage somebody today with just a, a closing story. I know you're standing, but I want you to hear this. I may have used it. I don't even know. I just feel led today. But there was a mother named Mary. She was a single mom of nine children living in Chicago's rough west side neighborhood. Seven of Mary's nine kids were boys. Young men constantly stretching their boundaries of their tired mother's authority and patience. One day in 1966, Mary opened the front door to find 25 street thugs on her porch. The men were members of the notorious Vice Lords gang and had come to re recruit her sons. Mary, hearing their intentions, <laughs> dropped her gaze, slammed the door, and said, Hold on just a second. Man, what do you do? When the door opened again, the first thing the vice lord saw was the barrel of a loaded shotgun. There's only one gang around here, and that's the Thomas gang, she said. With that same fortitude, this lady Mary Thomas ushered each of her nine gang members to their high school graduation. All of them graduated. We know of one of them who became famous, Isaiah Thomas. Because of someone's fortitude. Because someone didn't cave. Oh, you, do you hear me today? Do you hear the Lord? If something like this naturally can happen, how much more with fortitude? in the spirit can we stand and say no I will not give in I will not cave to this come on this altar's open right now you want to take some time to pray you want to turn around right there in your pew you're welcome to do the same come on we're going to sing for just a moment that's a tradition that's what we do it's okay but I just want you to take a few moments. And this is what I feel of the Holy Ghost today. We come in and we can shout. We can run out. We can have all those things. That's great. There's times for those. 
But sometimes the Lord just wants us to kneel down, bury our face, share with him how we feel. Come on. And then let him encourage us. Because he's told us that he'll see us through if we'll hold fast. He's told us in the time of trouble, I'm going to be there for you.